Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Today we've got a terrible business decision leading to some malicious compliance. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, get the doctor's referral to receive vertical mouse. Sure thing, HR. I worked for a large multinational company some years back in the logistics industry, and I did a lot of my work on the computer. Due to that, I developed a small infection in some small joint in my wrist due to using the normal mouse provided by IT. I asked my boss if I could order a vertical mouse to relieve the pain in my wrist, and I was thinking company would provide it. My boss referred me to our local HR from heck. Manager of the HR was called, behind her back, Grim Reaper, and she surely lived up to it. Got a message from HR that the only way to get another kind of mouse is go through company-mandated healthcare provider and to get a referral from there. Thought it was stupid because vertical mice cost like 20 to 50 euros, and going to healthcare would surely add cost to that. But let's do what the HR tells you, since they know better and obviously don't care about money. I'll add the cost of everything to prove my point. Cue malicious compliance and made the reservation to meet our doctor, 200 euros. She ordered some x-rays, 300 euros, and sent me to go get instructions and training exercises from company's dedicated physiotherapist, three times 100 euros. Went back to the doctor on a separate meeting, another 200 euros, and she forwarded me to some hand surgeon, 450 euros, for another opinion. Hand surgeon was kind enough to inject some cortisone, 100 euros, to my aching wrist and gave me one sick day leave, 300 euros, to recuperate from the injection. Spent that fishing and enjoying the nice summer weather. After going through all the hoops to get the referral for the mouse, it took HR about two months to instruct IT to deliver me the mouse. The cortisone actually helped and I didn't have any use for the vertical mouse, otherwise I would have ordered it myself. I just used the two months to remind my boss about the mouse on a regular basis and asked him to contact HR about it. It took close to 2,000 euros to go through HR mandated route to get the relatively cheap mouse. But hey, everything has to be done by the book, right? Here's the kicker. Immediately after I received the mouse, I gave my two weeks notice. My resignation and the mouse were totally unrelated, but I made sure HR and my boss thinks that it was all about the mouse. I was one of the most valued employees in our company, so me leaving sure did sting them a bit. It never fails to amaze me how stupid big corporations are when it comes to providing employees with necessary tools to ease their job. I'm really surprised that considering they must know just sending you to the doctor costs more than the mouse would be worth, that they'd be willing to even gamble like that. I'm sure the gamble here was HR wanted to have it proven that you actually really needed it and you know hopefully maybe get out of having to provide that for you or feeling obligated to provide it for you. But yeah in this situation it made no sense. You might as well just give somebody an ergonomic thing that they're asking for if it's 20 to 50 euros. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of malicious compliance, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is Egocentric Manager Shown His True Value. Backstory, I used to work for one of the world's largest technology firms as an on-site consultant. 
We had one of the best banking products which was sold globally. As a consultant, I had to keep many people happy in the process. There were offshore development teams which write the software, which I'm part of as well when I'm not on site, client side manager, and their IT side people. It's a very difficult position, but thanks to my mentor, I had very good experience in handling them. Our work involved a lot of things from training IT people to setting up the product in entirety, make it stable, and implement customizations. I've been sent to a different city on a project to one of a pesky client. To make it live, we had to move to a village, just four of us had to struggle, and against all odds, we made it live. This information spread to others in the company and soon we were put in various projects as we proved ourselves in what we do. Thanks to my mentor, I managed to pick up some of the key skills which are never implemented before. I had the knowledge apart from one other person in the company and a high level document which has a basic outline. I've decided to stay back in the same city and took transfer. The team in that city did not know the technology I was working on. They were working on a very outdated technology, decades old. The manager Ken, male version of Karen, wanted to micromanage everyone. He doesn't value what people are putting up on-site or offshore. When he's on-site, he would tell others who's onshore isn't worth working for, and when he is offshore, he would tell others that people would. There's a dedicated support team who takes care of sites post-live, and those guys are very hard-working, and help clients and sometimes consultants to resolve issues. My mentor trained me to share as much info as possible to them, so that we don't get calls in the middle of the night, as well as help them, as it's mutual understanding. But this egocentric idiot son of a doesn't want to involve them, and he had called everyone in for a meeting and berated us for working slow, etc., taking too much breaks. In this country, if I open the door, dozens of engineers will come in and I can train them easily. We don't need you for anything. Mind your work. This ticked off many people, and many have started looking for jobs at other places. Now we got another project with the same pesky client with another ECB SOB at client side, as is handling them is difficult, adding that our ECB SOB was hampering the project. With unnecessary difficulties, pulled project got delayed and went live. In this process, I lost my health. This ECB SOB and another denied me promotion, rubbing salt in the wound. They told me to my face my work isn't groundbreaking and can be replaceable. He even told me I destroyed things that were working. On the contrary, on-site managers, clients, and people in distress reach out to me. I'm their 911. I helped the same client on dozens of critical incidents. I started looking for a different job. I got several as I had good hands-on experience. Around the same time, support division and my manager had a big rift. He calls his entire team and makes it clear for everyone that we are not support to help support no matter what. Only if I call you and tell you, then only you attend to it. He explicitly addressed me, told me don't take crap from them and spoil your sleep. Just don't answer their call. You can put your phone on silent. I nodded my head, telling him, yes, boss. This gave me what I needed for malicious compliance. I got another job, accepted their offer, and put in my notice, for which ECB SOB tells me what's the problem, and I told him pay was the problem. He told me he would get it sorted and get me a pay bump. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? 
United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It was almost 60% more than what I was earning there, and there was no way that they were going to give me this bump. Just as luck would have it, production server craps up and the bank is down in the middle of the night where they do some back-end processes. Usually the support team handles these incidents, and if they're not able to handle it, they'll call the site SOP. That would be me, but now it's ECB, SOB. While handing over the site, this SOB didn't allow me to share the necessary stuff. I kept my phone on silent and slept away. There's a feature on my phone where if someone calls for more than 5 times, it'll ring. That night from 1am to 8am, I received 548 calls from them and some dozen from other numbers. I knew something was up, woke up at 6am, finished my workout, got ready for work, and then called them. He was up all night and just told me some disaster would happen in production server and things were on fire. He told me to go to the site directly. I told him, boss, I just woke up. I kept my phone in the other room as I wasn't getting sleep and it was in silent mode. With a huge grin on my face, I rushed to the site. The scene on the floor where the production operations and IT sits was crazy. VP of the bank, VP of the IT services, and VP of many people were on the floor at 8am. And support folks, manager, everyone were on scene. The moment they saw me, they had a huge sigh of relief. By then, my boss's boss's boss and other bosses were on call and pulled me into the bridge. I explained what had happened as we were told to not support or extend help to the support team. Nevertheless, I cleared people and provided them what they needed. Some needed logs, some needed server stats, etc. And literally made some breathing room. I got to know the issue that was happening and resolved it. It was super simple. I got the server up and running and I took charge of the incident, spoke to the head of support and explained what had happened. By then, things were sorted and higher bosses knew this ECBSOB is a useless dud when it comes to the technology, which the site was on, and a waste of time and effort. Client, delivery manager, and production operations manager, VP, everyone thanked me for what I'd done. Next day, ECBSOB realizes that if I'm not there, his upcoming four projects will be screwed. He tried to arrange a promotion and a pay bump and the next on-site opportunity and arranged a meeting with my boss's boss. They couldn't get the offer processed by my last working day, and on my last day in the exit interview, I told everything in detail to HR. My boss's boss's boss, the VP, also spoke to me. I told him and politely declined. Later on got to know he was royally screwed, reprimanded, and told to behave, and all those projects which were supposed to be under him 
were given to different managers. All in all, I became sort of a legend at multiple sites, and whatever little documentation is there was drafted by me. People were happy, I moved on, and had a wonderful career after that. People still recollect the help I did to them and I keep in touch with people whom I've trained. Never put your ego first, and be helpful always. I'm just thoroughly impressed that in a job where things can literally just at the blink of an eye turn into a dumpster fire, they'd ever be willing to advertise, go home, turn your phones on silent, and rest up. That's a lot of liability if you really do need to call somebody ASAP. Our next story is, you must wear black footwear. Okay, if you insist. When I was younger, I worked in an office for a printing company. My boss was notorious for his strict adherence to company policies particularly when it came to dress code. One day, he made an announcement that all employees must wear black footwear with no exceptions. This rule caught my attention, and I decided to have some fun at my boss's expense, because he really was an awful micromanaging boss. You could never do anything right. So the next day, I walked into the office wearing black flippers, you know, diving flippers, instead of traditional black shoes, which is clearly how black footwear is meant to have been interpreted. As I made my way down the hallways, all my colleagues couldn't help but burst into laughter. The sight of a professional employee strutting around in flippers was too amusing to resist. Word quickly spread, and soon everyone was giggling and peeking out of their cubicles to catch a glimpse of my act of defiance, or shall we say, malicious compliance. When the boss caught sight of my unconventional footwear, his face turned bright red with anger. He stormed over, veins pulsating on his forehead and everything, ready to shout. However, before he got a chance to say anything, I pointed out that I was indeed following his policy of wearing black footwear. I think he was close to completely losing it, because he stormed off into his office, grunting like a warthog. Technically, I had complied with his instructions, and there were no explicit mentions of traditional footwear in the policy. He couldn't take any disciplinary action without seeming unfair. My colleagues found the situation even more hilarious at this point. I got many compliments for outsmarting our strict boss. From that day forward, my act of malicious compliance became legendary in the office. It sparked a newfound sense of rebellion, with employees pushing the boundaries of the dress code in hilarious and imaginative ways. Some wore black sneakers with flashing LED lights, while others donned black high-heeled slippers. The office became a more vibrant and joyful place, with employees embracing their individuality while technically adhering to his directives. The absurdity of the situation left him fuming, but he didn't want to look stupid by changing his policy again so quickly. It's safe to say we didn't see him in the main office much after that day. In the end, I hope he learned an invaluable lesson about the importance of specifics and clarity while also learning that people can have fun while working to create a better morale and improve the workplace. But a week later, he was gone. He was replaced by a lovely lady that found this whole situation very funny and complimented us all on how good the morale was here. What I love about this is definitely the morale aspect. You can tell that even though this manager was terrible, overbearing, and too strict, everybody was just making fun of it, making the best of it, and having a good time together. This next story is, take away the on-call program? Okay, pay through the nose. My husband was the on-call person from 5.30pm to 6am the next day on his days off, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. 
and 5.30 p.m. to 7 a.m. Tuesday to Friday, which he gets a $20 a day just to be on call. If he had to punch in to take a call out, it was normal pay. His work started calling him on his work phone to answer quick questions on his days off. It got to the point where the phone was ringing three to eight times a day. I finally said, this is your day off, stop answering your phone. He wasn't being paid to do this. It took a bit, but he shut his phone off until his on-call hours. Then they started to call his personal phone. That did it. He told the boss's boss that unless he was being paid his hourly wage, he would not answer phone calls on his off time and to stop calling his personal phone. They got pissy and decided to stop the on-call program. Now, when there's an emergency, the call-out center has to call through the seniority list to try and find someone to take the job. The problem is that only four people know how to fix certain issues because it's an antiquated system that is being phased out. First guy is just biding his time to retirement, so he doesn't take call-outs. My husband is second and he passes. Number three lives two hours from the garage and he's not going to drive that. Number four is also biding his time to retire. So back around again, everyone passes. Third time, they can force the low person to take the job, but they have to pay time and a half, plus night differential. Oops, number four's had a drink. So number three, no answer. Number two, my hubby. Well, he guesses he can take it. 50 plus dollars plus the half time, night differential, and after 50 regular hours, he auto gets time and a half, so he gets the extra half on top of his half with differential to equal about 130 plus dollars per hour. They could have just given him $20 a day to be on call, not bothered him during the day, then they would have only have had to pay him normal wages. Idiocy. 100% I agree with all of the actions they did in this story. If you're being called at home, you deserve to get paid for that. It's essentially just being on call and being on call deserves some modest form of wage. Otherwise, unless things are literally crumbling, you should probably leave that person alone. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another awesome malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.